Welcome. I'm Melissa Gardner, a certified personal pre and postnatal trainer with a nutrition specialist certification. I've dedicated my last five and a half years on helping real women lose the weight they want while teaching them how to do it sustainably, and I am so happy you're here today. And this is Ryan Gardner, a personal trainer and certified nutrition specialist dedicated to healthy and sustainable living. It's my goal to bring you the insight and motivation you need to start your day one. Now let's dive on into the Get Up and Do podcast. Welcome to the Get Up and Do podcast. My name is Melissa Gardner, also known as Get Fit with Melissa. And joining me today, we have my lovely hot husband, as always. Ryan Gardner. That was the weakest Ryan Gardner ever. <laughs> Sorry, my mind, there was a fly on the microphone. So my mind kind yeah. of blanked. Yeah, elsewhere. So. <laughs> well, and his at name is Real Fit Agent. Yes, it is. And we have two special guests, guys, joining us today, as always, my child, Zion. You might hear him in the background. And then we have a very special guest. Um, one of my incredible clients, Sarah, is on the show today. Sarah, do you want to say hi? Hi. Yes, I'm so excited to have you on the show. So you guys, I know you, it, I mean, maybe you don't. If you remember a couple weeks ago, it's been actually a few months, we had Brooke and Logan on the show and their story was incredible. I want to bring on more and more of, you know, not just my clients, but clients, people, experts like Lauren was an expert in prenatal nutrition onto the podcast. So you guys can hear from other people. And what my biggest thing is that I want you hearing from real people doing the real thing that you have second guessed yourself in doing, because I know you guys see me and Ryan on social media and you guys think we're freaks of nature because we are. Um, but there's other people who are doing what you feel like you keep self-sabotaging saying you can't do. And Sarah is one of them. So Sarah, I want you to take a second, tell us who you are, what you do, just a little bit about yourself. And then we will start in with the questions. Okay. My name is Sarah and I am a mother of two boys and then a bonus mom of a girl, my boyfriend's daughter. Um, I work as a title abstractor at sovereign abstract um and um are you still talking yeah yeah oh well no not really <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> we're doing this over zoom you guys so i was like wait did we, did we lose <laughs> sorry <laughs> it's okay anyway um you are uh a uh, wonderful, incredible client of mine. You have yes. lost how much weight since you've started? About 45 pounds. Is that about right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And we are in, we put her into a reverse, which yes. took her to her maintenance. And right now she's been eating roughly around 19 to probably 2000 calories. And she had asked me a few weeks ago, well, it's been like two weeks, if she could start intuitive eating. And I was like, absolutely. And I'm going to tell you guys, don't worry, we're going to talk about why. Sarah has been able to do that and how she's been able to do that and get into this journey. So kind of a background with Sarah and me. Um, when Sarah first came to me, it was a few years ago. I can't even remember when I started coaching. I think it was in 2020 when I started coaching. 2020. Yeah. Yep. And I started coaching at online clients and Sarah was one of my first applicants. I had over 50 applicants and Sarah was one of the first 10 and it was really exciting to read her application. So we all got started. I mean, it was my first time getting into coaching. So it was new for me too, new for my clients. And 
Sarah, you had a lot of things going on the first few weeks that we started coaching, first of all. Mm -hmm. Do you want to kind of talk about those things? Just a lot of, you know, kind of stress going on in my life. Um, My mom, she was diagnosed with breast cancer about, what, six years ago. And then I ended up having some stuff that came up with um, my mammogram. And it just really just stressed me out. And I kind of shut down. I didn't know how to bottle it out, you know, just try to figure it out and I just shut down with everything in my life and um it was just it was just a hard time it was it was a really Mm -hmm. hard time and and I know those things can be so difficult to talk to someone especially when you're still trying to process it yourself and Mm -hmm. so um and in the beginning of this all too like we had to, we had some ups and downs with the stupid scale. Um, running was tough for you. Um, a a lot of, you know, honestly, a lot of things were hard. Um, I just remember every time we, we, we do check-ins, it was more like, I felt like, what can I do to get, get these things to be better for her? And then Sarah had to just take a break. She needed to kind of go on her own path for a second and figure out her stuff. Um, and then she ended up coming back to me in what was it August? Yeah, August, September. Yeah, September. You know, <clears throat> she was so great. Here's the thing: is clients come and go for me, but you always want to make sure when you you know are leaving or are coming back, whatever it may be, that you you treat that coach with like the respect. And that's what Sarah did. Sarah like apologized for everything and. She took accountability and she was like, you know, I'm ready to seriously take my health into consideration and I want to do this. And I was like, all right, let's do it. Like that kind of Mm -hmm. attitude, of course, I will take you on as a client. So Sarah, from May to when you came back in August, what changed for you? Like what made you finally be like, enough is enough. We're doing this. No negotiations. Just mindset. Like I, you know, I'm started being on the same roller coaster over and over again, you know, going from one extreme to the next extreme and just deciding that my health was important, you know, was there Um, a certain situation that kind of made you that click that you're like, I need to reply. I need to message Melissa. I need to get into coaching. Like I need to do this. Was there anything that happened in your life other than like the mammogram stuff that really set you into that? I need to do this. Um, probably just really just trying to focus on my health. You know, I needed to get healthier for my kids. Nothing like really just like just stood out saying, Hey, let's just message, you know, but, um, I really wanted to get my health in checked. And I knew that me and you clicked. I, at least I thought we clicked. Um, oh, and, of course we've clicked. Are you yes, me? definitely. <laughs> and you know, like you're a pusher, you're like not a pusher, but you're a pusher. You're, you're a motivator, you're a mindset person. You, you just, you want the best for your clients. And that's what really drew me to you and wanted me to come back to your coaching. You know, I love that. Cause sometimes I get a little in my own head about <laughs> how much I push and I'm like, well, oh, like no. today, I'm all business today and check-ins with the clients. So I'm like, well, I don't know, but I, I, I know one thing for sure is when you guys, when you hire a coach, it's not to get someone to tell you what you want to hear. It's someone to tell you what you need to hear, right? You, mm-hmm. if, if you want someone to tell you what you want to hear, you have your boyfriend, your husband, your kids, your parents, you know, a coach is like, Hey, you could do better. Keep doing better. They keep mm-hmm. you accountable. It's what you pay them for. It's someone you respect enough to say this person can push me forward and I will continue to go forward. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan, did you have any follow-up questions? I wanted to ask her another question, but I want to make sure we're kind of taking over the show. 
Yeah, no, I, I maybe the first thing I, I want, I would like to know maybe what was different about the first time versus the second time. And if you still had the same kind of um, struggles the second time to begin with, or was it all just kind of downhill? You just had that momentum going from there. You know, I made my mind up. I told myself that I was going to make sure that I stuck to the plan, stuck with Melissa. Um, I dedicated myself to mine and her coaching, you know, just, mm -hmm. and I'm glad that I did. Cause you know, I wouldn't be running or I wouldn't be going through that, those limiting beliefs that I had. And I'm just glad that I stuck with it. <laughs> well, and that's the big thing right there is a lot of times we have these limiting beliefs and you hear us talk about it, but people don't realize how much limiting beliefs really hold you back. Can you say one limiting belief you feel like you had that you had to really work through? Oh, running. That was a huge one. Cause you know, back when I was in school, I got made fun of from our running and I was, was told I couldn't run. And guess what? I can run, you know, I'm, Ran oh, five, and she two, kills it in her run. Yeah. Okay. I she ran, kills it. Yeah. We've run two 5Ks, a 10K, and then we're about to get ready to run a half marathon. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. Do you want to talk about, though, when you first started running, like the kind of the problems that were occurring with you? Like, remember, yeah. like, w way back when, what, when we first started having you run, do you want to talk about that kind of experience and now how your experience has changed? Oh, yeah. Um, when I first started running, I could barely run a mile. You know, I was, going 15 minute miles but I was having to stop constantly because I couldn't get my breathing down and then finally one day I messaged Melissa I was like what can I do about my breathing and you know she told me how to breathe and from then on it's just been kind of smooth sailing to get there and do you feel like when I gave you the recommendations to like change your shoes to do oh, these yeah. things do you feel like it those things help too because I re if I remember right I think, was it you that was having like shin splints, a little bit of knee issues? And um, then we a little had, bit of uh, hamstring. Yeah, hamstring. hamstring. Mm -hmm. And the shoes have helped a lot, tremendously. I feel like a lot of people don't understand that. Like, I, I know running is just running, but running is also not just running. Like, mm -hmm. there is a technique and like form to it to have more enjoyable running. Running's hard, right? But certain oh, yeah. things make that harder. And if you can kind of take those little things like your shoes, your form, stretching, recovery, it makes it a little bit less daunting on the muscles. And if you guys can hear Zion, he is just pumped that we're having this conversation. <laughs> He's wanting he to go right into while he's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another huge thing I've I included is stretching. Like I've been stretching a lot lately just to get those hamstrings not hurting, you know, getting them not tight. <laughs> yes, exactly. Less, recovery yeah. is Recovery is important. Sorry, did you want to say something? No, yeah, I, I would, I would say, um, you know, running for me was always tricky too. Um, I talked to all of Melissa's clients about this. Um, what it, what was it that kind of has kept you running? What is it that like keeps you going through it? Oh, I love the challenge. I love setting my goals in beating them you know the only person right. I'm against is myself and each time I run I'm challenging myself and beating my last run or you know just it's a co competition within myself yeah I love that because a lot of a lot of the times a lot of things within life you know whether it's at work or whether it's in sports or whatever you're competing as a team or against other teams or against other people and even in running in a sense you're 
in a race maybe you're competing against other people but it's always you against you and it's always just you on that treadmill or on the trail um so that's something that's really interesting i think that a lot of people say when they actually um trust themselves to to get started so because you hadn't liked running before what was it did melissa say anything to you in particular that like led you to trust her to like continue pushing at running and and learn to kind of love it oh just she she's just always a pusher i don't know um <laughs> <laughs> you know it, i'm very thankful for that because i wouldn't be where i'm at with yeah. running if she didn't push me she would because you always say sarah you you can do it you can do it just get those shoes on and go run you can absolutely do it so do you feel did you ever find yourself in that inner monologue though of like i can do it I can do her oh, yeah. things. I can do this. Is that, I would say oh, that's yeah. probably what helped you the most in running is like that inner monologue while you're running versus focusing Definitely. on like, this is hard. This is too much. You switch that inner monologue probably to more. I could do this. Melissa believes in me. I know I can finish this. Let me push a little bit harder. Do you, so that inner monologue yes. is what you feel like really helped. Yes. Yes. Especially during races. <laughs> Cause I've talked to you about people walking. It's just like always, you know, I can do it. I can do hard things. Keep going. <laughs> God, God. See, this is a perfect example though of how strong inner monologues can truly be for one for one another. Like the stronger your inner monologue and the more positive and uplifting, the better you're off. And the more negative, the more you're gonna struggle. If you're constantly saying, I can't do mm -hmm. this, I'm a struggle bus, da, 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 people don't realize how much words truly affect them. It affects you more than people even want to understand. Um, I did want to ask one thing though, because it's on my head and I really don't want it to, or it's in my head. I don't want it to slip my mind. Um, do you remember when you first came back to me for coaching your family, specifically um, like just closer friends and family kind of struggled with the thought of you tracking so much and weighing stuff out. And um, mm -hmm. I remember you felt frustrated because of this. What, what did you do to kind of get over that? Because I think a lot of people struggle with that aspect of like the judgment from other outside forces. You know, I kind of just was like, it's my life. I'm going to do, I'm going to track what I want to track. You know, it, it's, I know sometimes it can be hard with the people that are around you, but you have to also show the people around you. You, What, what is that you say? You influence the room. Don't let the room influence you. And so that's what was my biggest thing is trying to influence my family, my friends, you know, to get a healthier lifestyle. And I know tracking is not for everybody, but it helps. Yes, it totally does. Tracking, like you said, it may not be for everybody, but it is, if you use it appropriately, it is for everyone because it's just a tool, right? Mm -hmm. Same as a scale. It's when we abuse these things and we allow these things to spiral us that it no longer is um, a valuable tool. But as anything else, it's a tool if we use it right. Um, back to you um, wanting to influence the room. You have influenced a couple people. Who have you noticed since you have taken your health and your fitness seriously um, that has been wanting to be, uh, you know, more active? Who in your life has been like influenced by you? Oh, my boys, they've ran a couple races with me. Um, so did Nick's daughter. And she says she wants to run a 5k the next time we do one. So and then um, my boyfriend, he's starting to get on a healthier lifestyle as well. He's starting to watch what he eats and um, no fast foods. <laughs> no sodas. Even though I, I, you know, I try to tell him, you know, it, it's not a 
you could have it periodically, but not having it every single day. Because, you know, you don't want to get that mindset to where you just can't have it. Yeah, because then that, that's what creates that binge mindset. So mm-hmm. that's why good moderation is good. What I like to do, maybe you could tell him this, is I keep sodas out of our house. But whenever we go out to dinner, I always have a Pepsi or a Coke. And then he has a water. And then we just kind of intermix, like, I'll have some water, he'll have some Pepsi. And we just kind of go back and forth. Because then I don't feel that restriction, this, like, mm-hmm. feeling of, like, well, I can never have it. So then when it's in front of me, I don't. I feel totally in control because I'm like, well, I know I can have it when I go out to eat. So. And then Definitely. we only had to pay for one instead of two. Drinks, so. <laughs> There's money there. No. <laughs> Seriously. Um, where you are now. So you've lost 45 pounds. What have you noticed is your major difference between like, cause you've gone through a weight loss phase and now you went through a maintenance phase. Uh, well, I guess reverse. And then now you're in this maintenance intuitive phase. So in all those phases, what differences did you notice in yourself? Probably more energy. Um, my attitude has changed a lot. Um, I feel like I've become more positive with my thoughts. You know, of course, some days I still struggle with um, body image or whatnot, but just more energy and just being able to hang out with my kids and run around with my kids is the biggest thing is, you know, yeah. It feels the best best because you have that energy. I don't think a lot of people realize that in in the beginning, like when you're losing weight, you're most people come to me for like aesthetic purposes, but it's that feeling of being able to keep up with the kids and to able to do all these things, um, you know, with your family, go on hikes, travel and not be out of breath. That's like the biggest reward, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I want to kind of get a little bit in depth here with this question. But so during the journey, I'm sure, I mean, amazingly, you know, you lost 45 pounds. That's incredible. But there's got to be a couple of times during that stretch where you're like, man, I'm just tired. I don't want to do this today. Like, I'm just oh, yeah. you know, I'm kind of done, you know, multiple times. What was it that like would come to your head or that you would think about that's like, no, because of this reason, I've got to keep going. What was what was that reason? Oh, making a promise to Melissa. That that was a huge win. You know, I promised Melissa that I was going to be all in and we were going to do it. And then making sure that um, I wasn't taking a step back for my health reasons. You know, I just wanted to keep my promise and making sure my health was in check. Um, But yeah. I think more than anything, you started to really, as you stayed committed, even on the hard days, you messaged me a lot for accountability. Oh, definitely. You, um, You talked to me about like scenarios in your own personal life and had me coach you and guide you on that. And you just, that was, I think that was the biggest thing, biggest thing is you realized, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, this wasn't temporary. Like you were all in because you wanted to make these changes mm-hmm. for yourself. Right. Yes. And I still message you all, all the time. <laughs> yes, and you know, even on my, yeah, yeah. Even on my hard days, I'll message you be like, you know, I'm just having a hard day today. I, you know, I don't want to work out or, you know, I bet then I end up going and working out and we, we get it done. <laughs> so what gets you to get there to the gym? What gets you to say, I'm having a really hard day. I really don't feel my workout, but you go work out anyway. 
because I have to get it done. It's a routine. It's something that I've promised myself I would do, you know. Um, I may not get up when my alarm goes off, but I'll get there that evening, you know. I'll make sure I get it, that workout done that week. Do you feel like in the beginning, um, I remember in the very beginning when you were going through your weight loss, we were, we did a lot of morning workouts. I, you had to like sit down and really manage your time. Do you feel like mm -hmm. that really helped you in the beginning? Oh yeah. Cause I, I made sure that I got up, get up, I got, yeah, way too early. I get up at 3 AM every morning just to get my workout in. And what time but, you do you know, go to bed? <laughs> I go to bed between 7, 30 and 8. And I even do that on the weekends. Like it, it stays consistent. Like my bedtime and the time I would, I may get up a little bit later on the weekends, but by it stays consistent and you have to stay consistent to be consistent. So, but yeah, no, 3 a.m. And then if, of course, there's some mornings that I have a hard time getting up at that time, but most of the time I do get up. I love that. And I love that you said that, that it's your routine. Like it's not just here and there. It's your routine. I think the only time that I've ever found us out of routine is times when we're like on vacation and like we give ourselves a little bit more grace. But even then, if we sleep until 637 versus five o'clock, 5 a.m., I we always end up going to the gym still. Like it doesn't matter when we wake up. It matters that we're going to go to the gym first thing and then we go on with our day. Do you feel like because you have worked out in the mornings and at nights, do you feel a difference between your mood and energy, whether you wake, you work out in the morning versus at night? Oh yeah. Morning workouts are like the bee's knees. Yeah. They're you, a different it, like, breed, huh? Yes. And it puts me in a better mood. You know, it sets me up for a better day, especially trying to get the kids ready for school and, um, just the attitudes in the mornings. It's, it's just so much better. I love that. More energy so, in the morning. <laughs> yes, exactly. I love that so much. And Lastly, we, we were talking about you going into this next season of your life and that was going into a reverse and now you're in maintenance and you said you've been feeling a lot better, a lot of mood, a lot of energy. A lot of that comes from more calories and people don't realize that, how important calories are. Um, but then you're going to go through a bulk with me in December and then we're going to do a cut again in January. Um, how do you feel like your reverse and maintenance have been, was it scary to eat more when you were just so used to being like in that weight loss mindset? Was it like a hard switch for you or was it Definitely. exciting? It Both. It was exciting and then scary at the same time. When, early when I started eating more, I'm like, oh my gosh, am I going to gain a few pounds, which I did gain a few pounds, but then I would lose the pounds throughout the week because your body's just catching up to, to what you're eating. And, right. um, but then I finally, I was like, just trust the process. And I just kept going. And it's exciting to be able to eat, you know, with my family, not, not with my family, but just eating what everybody else Everything is Everything else, and you're not worried yes. about modifications and yes, stuff definitely. as much. Yeah, not weighing as much and all that. <laughs> right. That's And that's, that's the amazing part that I love. And I really just want to really hit home is weight loss isn't a season that lasts forever. It shouldn't be at mm -hmm. least. It should be a season of your life. I think you should allow yourself the space for other seasons in your life. Because for me, I go through the season of weight loss and then I'm in the season of running hard. And then I'm in the season of wanting to build my butt. And then I'm in the season of wanting to outlift Ryan. So <laughs> and then eating a little bit more, you know, switching seasons is so exciting. And I love it because if you don't, I, I think, you know, imagine if you lived in a state where seasons never change, Texas, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
but um, you know, it gets a little, a little boring. And I think that's why people should say, like, I always want to tell people, I'm like, stay motivated, keep going, because you're not going to be in this hole forever. Dig yourself out of this, and then we can move you into a different season. Um, but I do know some people's seasons last longer than others, and your season lasted about what almost a year of weight loss, and then we switched you into reverse maintenance. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. you know what's the nice part is um once we switched you to that we ended up seeing so many benefits because now when we move you into a bulk you might gain like what three to five pounds and then we put you in a cut and now we can cut you at higher calories so you're not in this like 1500 calorie deficit anymore we can cut you and you'll be progressing at a higher cut and that's what that's i love about reverse and maintenance i can still eat <laughs> right yeah. right and, and enjoy it most- you know yeah. Yes. It's exciting. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think one thing, another thing too, that, um, stuck out to me was, um, moving into intuitive too, because people think that like with tracking, tracking, you want to track for a good amount of time so that you know what you're eating and the things that you consistently, eat, how much they are. So then you know where you're at. So I can definitely um, like eyeball now, like serving sizes right. and know how much I'm eating you know, estimate of how much I'm eating. And that's how I've been doing it. And I've been staying the same weight. So I've been doing good, I think. I I know I do. I do too. It makes me really happy to hear her and to see her progress. And she doesn't, and the best thing is she did what I've told her to do and to keep the same foods in her diet. And she uploads into my app, um, her pictures and I watch what she eats. And I'm just like, I love this. I love that. She's just being able to enjoy all of this because that's what life's about. It's like moderation, but still enjoying. And she's not eating all this crap food and then gaining all the weight back. She's still eating all her favorite food in moderation, but she's still getting her good protein and her good complex carbs and her fats. And like, I have watched and I'm like, good, this is the whole point of it. This is the gist of like, we can still eat the chips and salsa at the Mexican restaurant and the taquitos and whatever it may be. But then, you know, we, we follow it up with uh bedtime. We have a Yasso bar versus a freaking Ben and Jerry's, you know, it's not like, I want to, I, I don't know if I want to use the word balance, but it's that what moderation moderation is that, is that the modification of it all and being okay well if I had this for dinner I should probably have this for my dessert or if I had this for breakfast I'll have this for lunch it's just kind of switching back and forth and like okay well maybe like breakfast didn't make me feel too great so I want something lighter for lunch I that happens to me all the time has that ever happened to you Sarah oh yeah and yeah. I always yeah I kind of watch what I'm eating and know if I'm eating too much fat for breakfast I'll have lighter fat for lunch you know just kind of watching where I need to watch at. And the nice thing about tracking is it makes you aware of all those things. Like Ryan was saying, like now, you know, what a fat is or what foods contain higher fats, which is so important to when you want to move into intuitive to understanding and educating yourself there. Right. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for being on the show. Is there anything else you wanted our listeners to hear? Is there a message or anything you wanted to share? It's just, you know, try to, follow your, your heart and, um, stay motivated with your workouts and be disciplined. You know, it's just, it's, it's hard. It's, it's a hard thing to do, but everybody can do it. The more you do it, the more mm-hmm. motivated you're going to stay because the more it's just routine. It's just like yes. waking up and brushing your teeth, you know, getting in the shower, do all those things, make it part of your routine and it becomes more fluid and 
easier. It's never really easy, but easier in a sense. So yeah. with that said, you guys, I th- thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate your time and you guys go ahead and feel free to leave us a comment, send me a DM, um, share this on your story. If this resonated with you, share it with your friends, because I, I would really love more than anything to have more people understand that they, people just like you, just like you, who's listening are doing the thing that you keep telling yourself you can't do. And you can, you can do it with consistency. You can do it with discipline. You can do it with accountability. Even if it's not me, just any way you have to do it. I promise you in the end, you're going to be thankful that you committed to someone or to something and that you follow through because you deserve that, right? Like more than anything, we all deserve to see that um, benefit at the end of the tunnel. So with that said, I hope you guys get up and do today.